on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Only fans of smashing that subscribe button will be into Instagram's nudes feature with high dollar potential. A drop in conversions on November 3rd had Google Ads advertisers bugging out. And I've got an elongated story of two men, one good and one evil, both named Elon. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. With new shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhout. AKA Shop. I'm Jessica Lee Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially marketing o'clock. Here on Friday, November 11th, 2022. Make a wish, everybody. Thank you for joining us here for another. Wonderful, wisdom-filled, wish-filled episode. Wow. Greg, wow. what's new with you? I'm trying to come up with new adjectives for the people. Well, like I'm, I'm rocking my 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 YAG shirt from PPC Greg. If you remember, I went on a diatribe about, I don't know, out Gary Ving, Gary V or something, and then he couldn't get it printed on a shirt. I feel like I'm back. I feel like the YAG is here in full effect. And just a little story, I was out on a date, no big deal. And we were talking to somebody like around this fire and they're like super drunk, right? And they're talking like, where, where you, like whatever. And they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, how old do you think I am? The answer, 32. Actually? Whoa. Yeah. 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 Yag is back, baby. Good for you. But the downside is the next day at soccer practice, I went to go move a goal carrying this goal all by myself and i feel like i slipped a disc in my back so back to 40 back to 40 well, you win some you lose some yeah. I'm i'll happy take for it you. split decision well i lost a lot this week um it was election week here in america we don't even know what the, all the results are that's not what i meant but i thought it would be just so fun to take my toddler to get her sticker and like we'd all go as a family we took a walk she was so beside herself. First of all, they were renovating the floor of the gym of the school where we vote. So everyone was like crammed in this hallway. There was no space. And she was screaming at the top of her lungs. And all of my neighbors who I like didn't know, and this was my first time meeting them, were just appalled. Democracy is exhausting. Democracy, yeah. And she got two stickers and she still wasn't happy. It was sad. Jess, what's new with you? Speaking of sad and screaming toddlers, last night at the dinner table, I thought that my son was throwing a tantrum because I made omelets. I made breakfast sandwiches with omelets in the middle. Wait, and wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> it was, yeah, like on a nice Costanzo's buttered roll with some cheese and an omelet in you the just middle. just fold it in half. Oh, like a mini yeah. omelet or like you made an omelet and cut it up? I made an omelet and cut it up okay, for everyone okay. and put it in their sandwich. And I was like so proud. I worked spinach in there and onions and bell peppers and I was like going to get vegetables into my son. He loves tomatoes and cucumbers, but he's a hard sell and some other things. I was really excited. And he was crying. And he was like, this is hot. I'm like, no, it's perfectly cool. He's like, this is hot. He was crying. I'm like, what do you mean this is hot? Those are bell peppers. Oh, goodness. They were not bell peppers. So my husband, Chris, took a bite of his sandwich. He's like, no, Jess, this is really spicy. 
I had the night before cut up hotties, they're called. I don't even know what kind of pepper they are. They're not yowzers, but they're hotties. They're just in a bulk bag from the grocery store. And I had put those in the omelet by accident because I thought they were bell peppers. And then I like, first of all, my son had really spicy food. And then also I didn't believe him. And I thought he was just throwing a tantrum. I'm like a really bad mom. Can you hang on for one second? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you calling CPS? (laughs) (laughs) We've got a problem on our hands. Child abuse. You just you put things in Tupperware and you don't label them and they look the same. Like that's my bad. I felt awful. It builds character. I got up you and know I know felt made him... worse. Your son. <laughs> I know. I made him. His grandfather owns a hot sauce. We did store. send him a video, and by that time he was like, "I ate spicy peppers." But yeah. like, I feel really bad. That was a big mistake, and I wasn't even drinking. Like it was just straight up a mommy fog mistake. You'll do better next time. I just won't do it next time. No more veggies for that child. Chocolate and straight eggs. Getting into the news this week, we had some chaos surrounding people's Google Ads performance. So this was first alerted to me by Colin Slattery at CJ Slattery. He tweeted, on November 4th, anyone else experience an across-the-board conversion drop on Google yesterday? Feel like feels like a reporting issue. Almost every client saw conversion or conversion rate drop of 80% or more. So this was something a lot of people were talking about seeing far fewer conversions than they wanted to. And it's kind of really scary for e-com people this time of year, I would say. Um, so Jenny, our ads liaison, tweeted from her at ads liaison account and said, we're investigating reports of a drop in website conversions reported in Google ads. We will provide more information shortly. And then she had the dashboard link where people could follow updates. Again, this all went down on November 4th. And she said, we are currently backfilling all delayed conversion data. There's no expected performance impact. We apologize for the inconvenience. Please see the dashboard for more details. So basically it says the issue started on November 3rd at 8.45 p.m. Pacific time. And the fix was in place by November 4th at 9.45 a.m. Um, when they started backfilling data. So a lot of, I just, this is so scary and you don't want to see it this time of year. Like, or at all. Imagine if it was a month from now and e-com people see like a big drop in conversions over one day. I'd be like poking around my website thinking something was broken and like everyone was going to lose their job. Kirk Williams agreed. He tweeted, he said, as an aside, I'm unsure what the internal process is here, but since this could potentially impact e-commerce PPC accounts immediately before a crucial season, I would, if Google, I think he would say if I were Google, um, they should exercise more cautions around major changes in, in Q4. I'm not an engineer, but my experience in a lot of the things is that big changes increase the likelihood of bugs. And he thinks we shouldn't be making changes now. I guess it's better to make them now than December 3rd. But anyway, if you saw a big drop in conversions that day, your website hopefully wasn't broken and it was just a bug in Google Labs. And now you should have all of your data back. <laughs> Google, Google Apps. I like that. Funny, funny thing. I start wearing like body spray now, and the name of my body spray—it's just Axe I, chocolate. No, I can't wear freaking cologne. It's too much. I can't put it in there. It's just like this thing. It's like deodorant, body spray, whatever. But it's called um, really ripped abs. Stop! <laughs> no, it's that. not. I swear to God, I'll bring it in for the show. Next it time. probably smells good, but how can you purchase that? Why? I don't, I don't know why or how. I think I laughed at the store and I just bought it and it actually does. This is for my soul. I don't smell like anything though, do I? I can't smell it. When do you nose. think do that smell would like smell anything? like bo? If you're like working out and you have ripped abs. Ew! What do you, what do you think abs smell like? I but never noticed. Like scent. what scent? Who would green light that? 
literally anyone in marketing. What's the brand? Are you making a plug? I think it's like B, like Bod, B-O-D. I'll have. Oh yeah, I've seen them at the store. Yeah, yeah. They're like marketing towards young men like yourself. We'll do we'll do a product review. Thirty-two year olds. Yeah, exactly. What else is happening? Well, speaking of an older man. It's Elon time here. We have to go through all the Twitter news, so I'm going to do it pretty quick here. And we're going to do it in what hopefully will be a fun way. We're going to do bad Elon and good Elon and go through all the different news. So bad Elon for the week. They fired about 70% of Twitter India jobs, about 50% of all Twitter jobs, and um, there's about a dozen staff left in India there. Apparently, Elon then went back and they fired some of the wrong folks and they were begging to get some of those people back. As that well, is so Ouch. messy. It's also hard to tell what's true. That's like the really hard thing right now. It oh, seems yeah. like all those things are true. Though. I saw the one news story where they were interviewing people on the street pretending to be fired from Twitter and it was fake. Wait, did you hear this? No. no. It's like you got everybody with all these like it's somehow it's all political, but definitely a lot of people got fired. Bad Elon. Okay. Good Elon. There was a tweet back and forth between him and Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter. And Elon says, it's judged by the, he wants everything to be accurate. And he says, we want it to be as accurate as possible as judged by the people of Twitter via community notes, uh, parentheses, formerly Birdwatch. And then Jack said, I still think Birdwatch is a far better name and more informative is a far better goal. To which Elon said, Birdwatch gives me the creeps. Jack then responded saying, Community Notes is the most boring Facebook name ever. To which Elon said, Not everything has to have bird in the name. Too many bird groups fighting each other internally at Twitter. Angry birds. I'm with Elon on this. Not everything needs to be Max and Performance Max and Advantage Plus and Birdwatch. Just call it Community Notes. I'm with him. No, Birdwatch is a good name. No, I, nobody needs Also, that. who cared? This is not the stuff we should be arguing about, though. So, bad Elon. Okay. Well, good Elon. Well, that that was good Elon. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Bad Elon. He says, going forward, any Twitter handle engaging in impersonation without clearly specifying parody will be permanently suspended. And I guess he suspended Kathy Griffin as she was pretending to be Elon Musk. <laughs> and he On said, Twitter? Yes. So she's off Twitter. He suspended her. She changed her Twitter handle to Elon to Musk? To Elon Musk. And she got suspended. And he says, previously we issued a warning before suspension, but now we are rolling out widespread verification. There will be no warning. It will be clearly identified as a condition for signing up for Twitter Blue. Good Elon. He says, any name change at all will cause temporary loss of a verified checkmark. That's good. Yeah. You shouldn't be changing your name to, you know, zero Greg 30 or something like that. No, keep it the way it is. Do you get your $8 back? Um, I have only paid four ninety nine for it so far. Next up, <laughs> bad Elon uh, from the platformer. Musk is discussing putting all of Twitter behind a paywall. He will he go through with it? Is the question, and the answer I'm going to say is no. But apparently, it was floated out there. Good Elon. He tweeted, Twitter will soon add ability to attach long form text to tweets, ending the absurdity of Notepad screenshots. And then he said, followed by creator monetization for all forms of content. Bad Elon. This comes from Matt Navarre. He says, Twitter's new plan for verification, adding a second official checkmark. Double verification. <laughs> are you kidding? WTF, are they smoking at Twitter HQ? And this was live as of today, Wednesday the 9th. Okay, we're just going to go double bad Elon here because... 
the day that it rolled out today, he rescinded it and took it back. So they have people sleeping at the office to, to ship all these things. And then it launched and he retracted it the same day. Unbelievable. Okay. Good Elon. Somebody responded and said, hey, we earned about $7 per 1,000 views. Here's a, a link for us. And YouTube basically gives creators 55% of ad revenue for what it's worth. Elon said, we can beat that. So with this content sharing, it seems like he's actually willing to share a lot of money there or hypothetically. Bad Elon. On the 7th of November, he tweeted out, to independent-minded voters, this is before the elections, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress given the presidency is Democratic. Which now, everybody that says he's got agendas and biases, you sure do. It's terrible PR. <laughs> Good, Elon. Twitter has the most downloads and usage ever, and there's a uh, from the business insider that hates Elon Musk and most people in the world, says uh, why Twitter downloads and usage have surged following the takeover. Bad Elon. There was a on TikTok by Matt X Schaefer a note that looked like he was fired with a email that reads, Matt, please see the attached image. Your email access will terminate at 6 p.m. Pacific time today. And it's a picture of a meme of Elon saying it's time to leave the nest. You're fired. And he went on to say this is the way that he was fired. Again, I can't tell what's real and fake anymore. Also, this is from Hannah. Yeah, he said it's Hannah. It's somebody that was new at the company. And it says Hannah's name was CPO, which is strange. And then I... I really can't imagine that this is true, but maybe it is. And if it is, I feel terrible for you, Matt. It can't because it's a bird reference. <laughs> oh, true. Okay, good Elon. Um, there was, he already somehow shipped out the new blue verification for iOS. And this is like a week and a half later. So like he's actually kind of getting some things done. It says, the blue looks good on you. Enjoy your verified account and blue check mark. You get a better news reading experience, early access to select features, and extras. It does also seem like it was $11, but maybe that, that takes into account how much Apple takes away or something like that. Um, and he said uh, that the video now will do 42 minutes at 1080 resolution, but it will start it will be up to several hours in a month or so. Okay, good Elon here. There was a tweet where he said, search within Twitter reminds me of InfoSeek in 98. That will also get a lot better pronto. Somebody responded and said, please integrate advanced Twitter search into the main Twitter app. And he says, fixing search is a high priority. Bad Elon. There's an uh, article on MIT technology on the technologyreview.com. And it says, here's how a Twitter engineer says it will break in the coming weeks. Apparently, something reverted back to the old way to retweet things with an RT. And there's a whole bunch of speculation as to how this is going to break by all these kind of like million cuts, basically. Good Elon. On Wednesday, he jumped into a gigantic Twitter spaces and answered all these different questions out there. Some of the answers were way out there. But I appreciate the fact that people have questions and he's jumping in. Just one of the things that he said, and I'm going to quote this, he says, it will take a moment to completely rewrite the software stack. 
bro, you just paid $44 billion for this technology company. I think it's going to take a moment. Unbelievable. But I think you can listen to it if you want to. I think it's downloaded. I think Julie Bacini was, was mentioning that to me. So, and then another thing he said is, when we make a dumb move, and we will, we will correct it quickly. I kind of like that part, but whatever, bad Elon. Okay, we'll keep it here. Bad Elon. One of the things that they were mentioning in this live is he was saying that you can now do payments and you can take pay money from one person to another person and then you can get like a money market account for it. And apparently the New York Times is reporting that Twitter's filed paperwork to enter the payments business. I don't see that. Payments via Twitter. I don't, I don't understand that. And he's talking about like checking accounts. I, I don't get it. Good Elon. With the new blue release, Twitter has temporarily restricted all verified accounts from changing their display name. I think that's good. If you want to be verified, you shouldn't change your name. And that's it so not so far. Good Elon, bad Elon. What are your thoughts? Roller coaster. He wants chaos. Yes. Well, that he got that. So I think one of the bigger things in the industry and for marketers out there is speculating on where you can go if you don't want to be on Twitter. I hate to inform you, there's not like a good solution out there for like real-time communication. Um, if you really hate Elon Musk, there's something called Tribal Social. They banned um, Donald Trump Sr., Donald Trump Jr. They banned Elon Musk. So if you really hate Elon, you can go there. Um, a lot of people are going to Mastodon. So if you don't know that much about Mastodon, you can check out an article over on Koi Wolf by John Henshaw. He says, how to leave Twitter and switch to Mastodon. I'm on Mastodon, at Greg Finn. Follow me if you want. It ain't it. It ain't it. There's nothing. I've not seen anything more confusing than Mastodon. It's named after an how extinct animal. M-A-S-T-A-D-O-N. Oh, you knew what that was? A Mastodon? Yeah. It's like a mammoth, but different. D-O-N, sorry. And then, just to wrap this all up in a bow, I think one of the most poignant threads or takes on anything came from chris saka i believe he was on shark tank a few times at saka on twitter s-a-c-c-a i'm just gonna read the first two tweets in this thread he says one of the biggest risks of wealth slash power is no longer having anyone around you who can push back give candid feedback suggest alternatives or simply let you know that you're wrong my shrinking worldview combined with intellectual isolation leads to out of touch am i commenting on current events yes is this also autobiographical? Yes. It takes extra effort to surround yourself with people who feel empowered to say no when they're generally incentivized to just say yes and hope it integrates them or gets them something. There's a whole lot more to that tweet as well, but I guess the takeaway here is if you're a marketer looking for somebody to build your profile, I think your only option is like LinkedIn. That's it. You know, all these none of these social networks have any foresight into anything. You know, like it would make a ton of sense if Instagram had built something where you can have like real time communication. Instead, they're doing freaking videos that you can't fast forward or rewind. Like Google could have done. Nobody has anything to go to. Like LinkedIn isn't communication based. It's like sharing and it's just there's no real time communication tool out there. I don't know. Do you have any? What are you going to do with, with Twitter? Ignore it like I always do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Work on the marketing o'clock one and not my own. So yeah. I, I, and, and then Search Engine Journal did a, a post saying, are you leaving Twitter and where are you going to go? And everybody said they're not leaving Twitter. Well, not everybody. The majority said that. 
So. I mean, leaving's a strong word. It'll be interesting to see how usage trends. To be right? fair, the poll was conducted on Twitter, I believe, so that might have yeah. impacted some of the results. When's the last time you participated right, in a Twitter poll? You got anything better? Or Jess, you got anything better? Sure. I don't. <laughs> You're going to love my transition. Move over, Twitter blue. Because here comes Instagram, I guess we'd have to call it Gradient, but that's not the name of it. I don't think there is a name of it. It's just subscriptions are coming to Instagram. So... Instagram says subscriptions equals creators sharing exclusive content now available to all eligible creators in the U.S. with testing coming to other countries. This means more connecting with your community and building business. Heart hands emoji. So that's really fluffy. And of course, that tweet came with the usual, I can't access my DMs. Please help replies. (laughs) There's nothing further in that regard. But of course, more details on the new subscriptions as well as some other monetization features that were announced during Meta's Creator Week. As far as the subscription thing, um, eligibility requirements are pretty light. You have to be at least 18 years old, be in the U.S. Again, that seems like just for now. Have at least 10,000 followers and then meet the partner monetization policies and content monetization policies. So just be a good kid and you'll be fine. Or a good adult, I guess, if you're 18 plus, you'll be fine. So with this, creators can charge a monthly fee between 99 cents and $99.99. So... I don't want to make another OnlyFans joke, but that's a really yeah, expensive subscription. <laughs> uh, paying members to answer that can have access to subscribers only live streams, posts, and stories, as well as badges and comment streams to help creators identify their loving money tossing supporters. That's all nice. What's really nice about this, and I this is a quote from the Social Media Today article, so I don't know if this is forever or if this is just for now, but Instagram is not taking a cut from subscriber revenue at this stage. That's the verbiage that worries me. Um, but any fees paid are subject to Google and Apple's 30% in fees for in-app purchases. Outside of that, any money raised is yours, which provides another avenue for creators to make money from their Instagram content. So I think that's at least nice. They're throwing folks a bone for playing with us. Um, other items of note, because subscriptions was not the only thing that they announced. New gifts are coming to Instagram Reels. They'll ena- enable viewers to send virtual gifts to Reels creators. The nice thing there is they can allocate the cost of the gift as a donation. And so you just get that GIF and you just uh, got to appreciate I'm saying it. gifts. I'm very nasally. So <laughs> apologies folks. Um, G-I-F-T-S. And this is first being tested only in the U.S., but it sounds like it's going to go wider than that once they're done testing. They're also working on a new process to enable users to create and sell NFTs with an Instagram. I I heard you get excited about that. Do you have thoughts? I just think that's stupid. It's very stupid. I thought we were all moving on from NFTs. Well, Instagram doesn't move on from anything lightly. They're testing video collectibles as well. So next level. Over on Facebook, more creators will now be able to access the fan donation feature called Stars. Um, that again enables supporters to allocate funds to you during videos and live streams. They're also testing an automatic Stars onboarding for creators, so you will just have the ability to receive Stars automatically. Um, they're also going to make stars available on photo and text posts in addition to the videos, live streams, and reels. And then a new thing called Stars Party, which they <laughs> described as a celebratory moment that happens when a spike of stars are sent from your fans on live or reels. When the spike occurs, an overlay with a countdown will appear on the screen with progress towards a goal, encouraging fans to send more stars and meet the stars goal. It's what the dumbest thing is I've ever the heard. the world? 
I think they just make it a dance party. Call it Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. But I hear that's taken. <laughs> I don't know. Most of this is pretty dumb, but I guess the point is that they are pushing for people to be able to make money more yeah, easily on the platform, which is never a bad thing. The concept uh, so. alone isn't dumb. Yeah. Just the way they're doing it is kind of stupid. Just the but. Stars party. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's Take of the Week comes from Sam. Sam Tomlinson at Digital Sam I am on Twitter. He says, hey, at Ads Liaison, is there any way to stop Google Ads from continually surfacing recommendations that have been rejected by the client for compliance or budget reasons? We simply cannot do some of the things that are, quote, recommended, unquote, every week. It's exhausting. I hate this. I keep getting the message, you're going to lose your partner status. I have to go in there on the app because it's faster and just delete everything. And then the, the day after, they just say, oh, your recommendation, your score dropped 9%. Oh, it dropped 12%. Drives me crazy. And it makes any chance of me ever taking the recommendation seriously. Like, never. You're yeah. never going to because you see the same ones over and over bothering you. Uh, it's so problematic. But this maybe should be the, coming in the next segment. Our friend, PPC Greg, says, started a spreadsheet documenting how often they re- reappear since the last time we cleared them out. Side note, of course he does that. Who yeah. makes a spreadsheet about removing recommendations other than him? Greg of the year. Not, not this year, all right? We'll see. And then he says, seems like if we say lead form extensions are, quote, not relevant to our business, end quote, we probably don't need to see the recommendation ever again. So maybe that's what you should be dismissing it with. It's not relevant to our business. And then maybe they won't come back. Do we know if it is? I feel like it is. I, I just, any way I can get rid of these things. I usually do it on a mobile so you don't have to put one in. Mm-hmm. You can get rid of them much faster on mobile. Uh, on the app, not mobile, like on the, the Google Ads app. Gotcha. Good tip. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I See Why Am I, people. There was a really good and also sad thread that started <laughs> from Fraser Andrews this week at PPC underscore Frazier. He said, what's a PPC horror story you have? I once audited an account that was bidding on job as Broadmatch when Broadmatch was 100% trash. So the search query report showed a lot of money being spent on certain SEX terms (gasps) containing this word. And I would like to say that if you listen to Shootin' the Heck last week it's just become like a fun game here to make me say things i don't want to say no 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 no. i i actually feel really bad for fraser on this i had something similar like going through each one of these terms trying to figure out like well hey why would you just go after a job but then you're going through each term it's like this and this that really must blow get out of here there were some other good recommendations that most of them also paid me to say, but we'll just go through some of them really quick. Um, Ryan Scollin at Ryan Scollin tweeted, I once audited an account for a children's nursery that was bidding on the local town name as Broadmatch. Someone had searched for an escort agency in that town and it generated a click. Oh, no. Uh, these are all about Broadmatch, I think, by the way. Um, and then Boris Barrick 
from his at Boris Barrick Twitter account tweeted, I am managing PPC for classifieds web for a classifieds website, and you wouldn't believe the search terms I have seen buying and selling used underwear. It, it's terrific. I, I way back in the day before Google got smart, did stuff for like a, a massage place, right? And, and so some of that's bad. And then some of the, the type of massages around your face have specific terms that you get Though, like, you just can't even advertise. It just has to be exact match at the time. Lymphatic massage? No, it's around your face. That's the only one I know. I don't want. I don't want to know the things you guys know. Negative keyword lists. <laughs> Have you ever seen one? You like yes. pop into an account and you're like, "What yes. was happening in here that we need these negative keywords in here?" I've. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shudder at the thought. Mm-hmm. Boris said the classifieds are the armpit of sh- search. So I'm glad I'm not in one. Now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. Okay, getting into the paid universe this week, we have a PMAX update that is incredibly nuanced. I'm going to throw it to Greg to give some background here. So when you have a feed, so Performance Max is very different if you have a feed and if you don't have a feed. If you don't have a feed, it'll go out there and it's almost um, kind of like catered to discovery and, and YouTube a little bit more. But when you have a feed, it brings in all those shopping elements. Um, and with smart shopping, you could have that feed go through and just use the product data, just the feed, no other kind of assets around it or asset group type things. So with Performance Max, the minute that you jump into your asset group and you start putting a headline in, a description in, an image in, you have to, and you're forced to fill everything out. You cannot just put in a headline and then keep that feed in there. You have to fill everything out or you just cannot move forward with the campaign. The workaround is because Google had to migrate all these smart shopping campaigns over that didn't have any of this stuff, if you set up your campaign for Performance Max, you don't put a single headline in. You don't use a description. You don't use any images. You use nothing. Just that feed, you can move forward with that campaign. And then you can go through and like sort down the product groups and say, oh, I just want you know sneakers to come through there. So there's that workaround where as long as you don't do any inputs into the asset group other than bring a feed in, you can make your performance max campaigns without having to do this, in my opinion, very arduous process of injecting all this extra content. And then it's going to auto-generate those things for you based on your feed. Correct. And it's going to be all feed-based. So it's going to be like smart shopping. It's going to be like 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 what you would have thought with smart shopping. Because every work, every... um control lever that we have in pmax is like a hack because that's our life okay so kirk williams ppc kirk ever heard of him he tweeted he said one of our team members just tried making a new pmax asset group and it won't let her save without assets anyone else see that is google removing the loophole that greg just talked about minham ani replied and said it won't let you when creating a new campaign Save the asset group and launch the campaign. Pause that asset group and then create a new one. Wow. That's insane. Mike Ryan um, responded again from his at Mike Ryan Retail Twitter account. And he said, the loophole to the loophole. It's funny because just on Monday, I was debating with a colleague if 
asset-less PMAX will go away. I said no. It's just very, everything is a hack. It's so stupid. And then Dario Zanoni joined the conversation from his at Dario Zanoni Twitter account. He noticed that this verbiage is still on the Google ad support documents. Um, So he says, Google has now added to the help documentation a paragraph that states, it's okay to do PMAX without assets for shopping. Maybe this option is really here to stay. So I guess the loophole is still here for now, but it's really difficult to do. Next up here in the news from PPC Greg on Twitter, he says, today I learned Performance Max campaigns, quote, brand traffic will be excluded in Performance Max when a search campaign or a campaign marked as equivalent to a search campaign, what does that mean? Contains more than one ad group with 80% or more brand heavy search terms. So it sounds like if you have other branded stuff in your account, your PMAX shouldn't bid on those words. Bit on your brand terms? That's what it sounds how like. Who's you, marking this? How do you classify what's 80% brand and what's not? What's marked as a search campaign? I have That's, no yeah. hacking clue. So when he originally tweeted this, I just put LOL, 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 LOL all the way through. Because I what? who could read this and understand what it means? I do this for a living. I feel like we're one of the best companies in the world. We're not, I don't feel like. We're one of the best freaking companies in the world with this. I have no clue what this means. No clue. It's in quotes too. So these are not PPC Greg's words. This he's pulling this from something. Right. There's a yeah. there's a screenshot yeah. that I made comparing the two. Yeah, Greg did some Photoshop work. This makes marked as search. I don't know what that equivalent. means. Are they saying like even if it's search and display? I don't I went back to the double check. It was there. And then you can still see it in the Wayback Machine. It still was. Okay, because we have an update. Yes. Greg tweeted. I see why am I. Oh, sorry. This is this Greg, Greg Finn this yeah. time, not Greg of the Year. 2022 He's, Greg of the Year. <laughs> the brand traffic for search equivalent campaigns verbiage has been removed from the Performance Max Google Ad support documents. This was last seen active on November 4th, the year of our Lord, 2022. I didn't write that. <laughs> <laughs> is Greg, it's the year of Greg. Is he our Lord? Oh, yeah. Proceed <laughs> proceed with pestering your reps to manually negate your brand terms. Like, what is my life? Oh, this is a fun and one. And to be fair, Dario Zanoni caught that one. So Dario saw it got removed. Speaking of Dario Zanoni, he tweeted this week that he is seeing a number of strange text ads without any images in his mobile Facebook feed, even from ad accounts that I manage. I thought it might be a test of a new format, but there is no way to click on the ad to reach the landing page. So I suppose this is instead a meta ads bug. It's not only in accounts he manages, the meta for business account, it's happening. So it's just like a weird, it looks like a Facebook status. Versace, it says, discover the Versace collection with no images or anything to click on. And then meta like businesses, it says, discover five tactics to help improve ad results for your business with performance. Five. They, 79 likes. They really... <laughs> It's like, where's the link? It's Dario like, what? They really need to hire some people over there. Yeah. I always see a lot in like story ads, like people don't know that placement is on, I think, and they're like using dynamic creative and it's like just an image with no text. Like your Facebook ads are not okay. And next we have more amazing data to dig into with Mike Ryan, AKA Mike Ryan Retail. This time he is sharing it from his 
LinkedIn account. We will have a link to it in all the places, discord, community.marketingoclock.com, our newsletter, show notes everywhere because everyone needs to read this. Um, so he starts out, he says, the last two quarters, I posted Google's big picture CPC evolution from their earnings statements. The question arose, okay, but what do CPCs look like for e-com specifically? So this time I pulled the data. Um, so he digs into it really specifically in the post. Again, you've got to check it out. But he says the net effect is that if you took a fictive CPC of 30 cents in Q3 2019 for both e-commerce and Google's big picture, you land about 5% cheaper for the generic Google CPC today and 8% more expensive for the e-com CPC. Again, you got to read the whole thing. Mike's words are better than mine. So follow us in all the places. Everything Mike does is better than us, I feel like. And from Dario Zanoni at Dario Zanoni on Twitter, he says it looks like the minimum number of impressions for RSA search ads to display assets rating is being decreased from 5,000 to 2,000 per month. So this is updated like when he was in the Google ads interface. It says note responsive search ads usually need around 2,000 impressions in the Google search top segment over 30 days to display a rating in the performance column. But then if you look at the help center, it still says 5,000. So seems like more people are going to get more data. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Dario. Um, from PPC Greg, actually, this started from Amanda at Finding Amanda on Twitter. She tweeted, can you add negative keywords to Google LSAs? Um, PPC Greg responded and said, nope, major issue in my opinion. I pointed out to a rep last week that LSA show if you type worse, insert service, nobody wants to run ads on that search query. I if have you, to agree. If you're a big brand out there, you should go hire PPC Greg. That's what, that's, that's what I'm taking away from this episode. I think he's got a job. I know. Bigger brand. <laughs> he could have Okay, and from Chris Ridley at C underscore J underscore Ridley on Twitter, he said, update, if you're uploading video content to YouTube for Pmax, make sure you're doing it via your client's business YouTube channel. So he went ahead and uploaded the YouTube comment from his YouTube channel, Chris Ridley, and it looks like he's the advertiser. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his nice business professional <laughs> Oh. I know I would have never known. So thank you for telling us, Chris. And you know what? I would still buy these jackets. Absolutely. And shout out to Chris for this because yes. everybody talks about how freaking awesome they are. Nobody talks about making mistakes. Yeah. And that's where everybody learns. Kudos to you. Chris. And he probably yeah. couldn't get the YouTube channel access from the client and was just trying to do everything he could to get this launched. And now we know. Probably sold some jackets. I'm with Chris. I would yeah. still buy it. Okay, this was fun this week. Um, I first saw this from PPC Greg. He said, just the word get flagged in two accounts. One was fixed by the time I looked at it. The other had to be appealed. So in Google ads, the word get, G-E-T, people are getting flagged for unapproved substances, it says. I saw a half dozen people getting flagged for get. Um, people are having a lot of fun with this. Uh, PBC Greg said that him and his team like pulled up Urban Dictionary in the meeting because they must be like me and <laughs> feel like they're never that. getting Greg and Jess's dirty jokes. And they thought there was something over their head, but nobody could figure out what it was. It says unapproved substance. Like it's just wrong. It's Vancouver local slang, but it's basically saying go on, get. Yeah, that's what I was going to say in the oh, words sorry. of Jess Bud. <laughs> go on, get. Really? You're yeah. going to say that? I lost it, but somebody tweeted and said... I got got by the get change. Oh, marketing soap at marketing soap. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I got got. Okay, and next up from our ads liaison, Jenny Marvin. 
she has, this isn't anything new, but she said the latest Google Ads API V12 now supports 25 recommendation types um, to help keep ads running in busy holiday periods. Updated client libraries and code examples are also now available. So they basically have updated help center documentation about this that you can check out, but it shouldn't be anything new. We love recommendations. That is it for paid. What's happening in organic? All right. First up in organic from social media today, search insights on YouTube has only been available in English and now it is rolling out to more languages, including Japanese, Korean, and Hindi. So it will continue to add more languages in the future. Also, if you are a creator, you will now see a new navigation bar in the app. You'll be able to see home, your videos, your shorts, your lives, and then your playlists. So that should be a nice addition on the mobile um, interface. And you can now turn on super thanks push notifications in the in the studio mobile app if you want to see people donating money to you. Woohoo. Thanksgiving right. is coming. Super Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> All right, from everybody's BFF. Neil Mohan, they say, he says, today we're bringing shorts to our fastest growing surface, the TV screen. An incredible amount of thought has gone into bringing this mobile first experience to the big screen. To which I retweeted and said, I'll take things nobody wants or needs for 1,000, Alex. <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? Nobody wants shorts on TVs. I'm not, we're long today. I'm not going to go into it. This is not what you should be focusing on. Incredible amount of thought went to bring mobile to big screens. I guess you can use the remote on your TV to change from a short to another short. You know what? You know who's not doing this? TikTok. Anyone. TikTok. I kind of want TikTok to do it. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, move on. Okay, Shep. Get with out of here. With friends and family, I can't you could watch it together. It'd be right. fun. TikTok with your friends and family? From Glenn Gay, back Glenn Gay on Twitter, says Google's John Mueller about the future of links in the latest search off the record podcast. On the record? On the record podcast. Off? Who knows? I imagine over time that the weight on links will drop off a bit as Google gets better with understanding where your content fits within the context of the web. No sh. Why are we still using links so much? And then Glenn goes on to say that it talks about the fact that it's something Google's always going to care about. I, I, I'm not going to rant on this. That's all I do. Why are we using links still? You should have figured out social. You should have cut deals. You should figure what people are sharing. It's not a link anymore, you idiots. Okay. All right. From Glenn Gabe, keeping it here. He says, if you're working in Google Search Console and think a poltergeist is messing with you, it's not that. It's just just Bud being spooky. <laughs> oh, no, he said, there's a bug right now when you select 11.6. <laughs> a bug. At the end date, and Google Search Console shows you 11.5. But when you choose 11.7 at the end date, you see 11.6 and 11.7. Muhahaha. So the Search Console is broken. Um, also, there's a nice write up from Barry Schwartz on the Google Google's take on the helpful content update on AI. It says it's more about if the content is helpful. I feel like Google's done a pretty poor job on this overall this year. Back in April or May, I believe, on a webmaster, I think that's what it was called back then, Hangout, John Mueller had said that there should be no AI content. Then they came out and said they just can't be spammy and made to manipulate the search engine results pages. Um, but Barry did a great job talking about um, that the answer is if it's not about if it's a, a human or a 
a machine. It's more about is the content good? Is the content helpful? And is it not made just to manipulate the search engine results pages? Google still needs to do a better job of that. Listen to me, fix it. And deja vu news, Airbnb says its focus is on brand marketing instead of search and it's working or its focus on brand marketing instead of search is working. This is the stupidest thing. They already had a brand name. They are Kleenex. Dennis with a G did so much stuff over there on Airbnb, Googleberg, something like that. Uh, Like he did so, like there was so much going into the brand. You don't just wake up with a brand. Like I, I'm, I'm over that. I'm, I never want to hear anything about Airbnb again. I'm never going to use them again. Done. All right. From Variety, YouTube Music and Premium soared 80 million plus paid subscribers. I feel like they mush these together. Who do you know anybody that's ever a used YouTube Music? No. I. Breaking news. I'm. I've only had Blackberries. Um. I had a Palm Pilot and I've had a, a Pixel. I'm leaving everything Google. I'm moving to an iPhone. I can't take it anymore. When you try to play something, Google knows that I have Spotify. I pay money for it and it always tries to put me in YouTube music. I don't know a single person that's ever used YouTube music or wants. Does anybody use YouTube music here? No. No. Anybody know anyone that uses YouTube music? No. I know one person that has premium and it's a developer here. Developers, 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 developers. We know them too. Yeah. I would imagine out of these 80 plus paid subscribers, 79 million of them are premium. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just done with it all together. I can't take it anymore. It's it's awful. And, and But yeah, it's hard to pick where these 80 million come from. Oh, picks you talk about. I have Atlanta minus two and a half. I have the Chargers plus seven. Miami minus three and a half. Green Bay plus five and a half. Arizona plus four, though. I think Stafford got concussed. It might be lower now. I have New Orleans minus one and a half. Just winners. Just winners. I usually try to um, hide my yawns while we're recording, but just went for it there. My jaw cracked. It might have picked up on the mic. 27 and 18, Shop. What? Documented. Documented. I'm happy for you. You want to be happy about social news? Oh, here no. I am. Here I am. A tweet from Adam Masseri. Ta-da emoji. New features. Ta-da emoji. Some, quote, finally features, end quote, that I think you're going to be excited about, which if you watch the video, he says actually excited about, which is adorable. Uh, Scheduled posts, which are coming soon, and Instagram web updates. So scheduled posts are coming directly to Instagram. They're rolling out the ability for creators and businesses to schedule posts. Professional accounts can schedule reels, photos, and carousels up to 75 days in advance directly from Instagram. Another nugget from the video Adam called Reels videos. So they're synonymous now and or conspiracy theory. Insert it here. Um, He did say that the web experience, so Instagram.com, will be cleaner, faster, and easier to use, designed for larger monitors because people, quote, use the web to multitask. Yes. Okay. Um. I asked myself when I saw this, will we be able to post from the web? The answer is yes, but now I'm wondering if that's always been there. I feel like it hasn't, but it it may not be new with this, but it was new to me. So I don't know who needs to hear that, but that big old plus button is now there on Instagram.com. So good for everyone. Rejoice. Next up, Greg, you, you hilariously alluded to this before, but it's not funny at all. Mark Zuckerberg confirms 11,000 job cuts over at Meta. He says today- Wait, wait. Yes. That's the opposite of what they need. Right. 
that was that was the hilarious part. Oh. Yeah, irony, I guess. Ask Alanis. Um, the Zox said, today I'm sharing one of the most difficult changes we've made in Meta's history. I've decided to reduce the size of our team by about 13% and let more than 11,000 of our talented employees go. He goes on to say that they're also taking a number of additional steps to become leaner and more efficient, cutting discretionary spending and extending a hiring freeze through Q1. <laughs> this is not good, people. It's not good. And it's also very interesting, like the framing of this. It was, it almost seemed like just an internal announcement that was then shared publicly, intentionally, probably good for PR, I guess. But like, whatever, this, that's that's a lot of people to let go. I know Twitter just let a bunch of people go too. Like, these things are just not good. But we can move on. And I have news from everyone's favorite copper, the Android Police. Telegram has updated, um, has a couple updates. They're adding. Video message transcription, as well as a way to break out groups into <clears throat> topics. Um, those topics will be available to all users. Leverage the core chat features like pinned messages, bots, shared media polls, etc. Um, the uh, video message transcription feature is going to be a premium only feature, at least for now. So there's that, but it's nice that they're adding accessibility features, I guess. Stupid, you have to pay for them. In somewhat related news, WhatsApp has officially launched their new discussion group feature that they are calling Communities. From TechCrunch, this is designed to help organizations, clubs, schools, and other private groups better communicate and stay organized. Um, there's a number of new features to the messaging platform, like admin controls, support for subgroups and announcements, 32-person voice and video calls, larger file sharing, and emoji reactions and polls. Everybody's favorite things at the end there. Uh, lastly, here in social, this is from Gizmodo. TikTok secretly scores influencers on metrics like cooperation and diligence. It's basically like a social credit score, which doesn't sound that bad except for the secret part. The article references internal documents obtained by MarketWatch, which basically show that TikTok discussed plans to provide these social media credit scores to its business partners under strict secrecy. And that is the part I don't like. They have a cooperation index that measures how enthusiastic creators are, um, diligence to measure how willing they are uh, to load their feeds up with shoppable products and more. Again, I don't think any of this is bad if they were transparent about it. Like, it's nice to have a sense of accountability. And, you know, if you're trying to make money off of something, you should prove your worth. Like, that's all fine. I just don't like it happening behind people's backs. So it's a big fat you. Um, one note here. Um, TikTok did decline to comment on this. But again, according to the report, the ranking system is live in every country already where TikTok shop, the TikTok shop platform is available. So that's not in the US yet. But again, if they're keeping things secret, like who knows what's actually going on. So just we live in a house of lies and everybody's getting fired and the news was really depressing this week. So congrats on your emoji reactions and WhatsApp. Thanks, Jess. everyone. And that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. We have a lot of people on our team who are like really passionate about landing page design, and I'm just not. And every time we have to do one, we're using, it's usually not um, developers making the page. We're using HubSpot or Unbounce or some landing page tool. And we have our marketing team building a mock-up. And it just seems crazy to me. Like we're not designers. We spend all this time trying to figure out how to make the mock-up. And I just think it's silly. So 
we had to make a new landing page for a client this week and we're really trying to rush the launch. So we just made the landing page in HubSpot and it's not perfect and we're gonna make some changes, but Greg and Kat on our team just went in and made the landing page and we showed it to the client and she liked it. So I just never wanna do a mock-up again. I think if the marketing team is making the landing page, I think it's silly. Well, and disclaimer, I know Photoshop, I know basic CSS. I know, but I don't. And it, right. it like takes just as long for me to try to build a la um, landing page mock-up in Photoshop or that mock-ups tool we have as it does to build the landing page in HubSpot. Like it's just as hard to just figure out. It. Or right. if our design team is doing it, we don't know if you can do that in HubSpot. Right, and let me, I'm, I'm gonna take the next spot here because it goes right into this. Um, something working hard for me is having good clients that that know they want to get better, right? We we took this client over that was, you just feel bad at some work these that these agencies out there do. They're just their only thing was working was branded terms. It was just such a bad setup. We had to pause things, and then we had to get things going back as fast as possible, knowing that it's not going to look today like it will in two months, in four months, in six months. But what we can get them is something that still can be very, very successful today fast because we don't want to lose that volume. And we the landing page actually looks great. We've got video included, like, like embedded. We have all kinds of great stuff, sliders, everything in there. And when we presented to the client, she said this to us, not us to her. She's like, I love it. It's so much better. We can change it down the road. Progress, not perfection. Right? She said it. I don't know. You might have said it first. I said it first. She, she said, said it the after. sentiment like, no, she said progress over perfection. I thought you had that trademarked. <laughs> I have that trademarked. No, we can talk. To, we, we'll talk to somebody else. She definitely now. had the sentiment unprompted. I just don't know if she used those words. I swear on my okay, life we'll she ask used her. those words. Okay, please stop fighting mom and dad. <laughs> I'm going to send her this clip right here. Okay. Another way to say that is launch and iterate, which I am a firm believer in. And I wish HubSpot would iterate on something that is hardly working for me. Their attribution reporting sucks. You can- It does. It does. It sucks. You can look at it. It's great. But anytime you want to incorporate something custom that you have set up in HubSpot, you just like can't apply attribution to that. So what's the point I would say of all anything? of their reporting sucks. Yeah. It's not ideal, but the attribution in particular, like that's- yeah. ugh, Fix it. HubSpot. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is the Serperator. It's a Chrome extension to help you keep a pulse on the results. Like that, that didn't rhyme. Sure it does. I just love the name of the tool, and I'm excited to learn more. Yeah, got to keep it superrated. I almost just sang, um, but I can't beat Shep, so I just won't. Uh, from Moxie Mobile, this extension lets you peep the search results from are, specific. Are they devices. related to Mobile Moxie? Did I say Moxie Mobile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mobile Moxie. <laughs> Okay, from Mobile Moxie, this extension lets you peep the search results from specific devices in specific locations in specific languages, and you don't actually have to have those things to do it. Wow, so you can use this tool from Mobile Moxie and not need a proxy. Craig, you are beating me at my own game. Would you like to continue the segment? I've written my notes here. You can read them. No. <laughs> really, though, good job. Season desist. It breaks the SERPs down by things like pixels from the top, which is really cool, the type of ranking, and so much more. And then the device preview that they give you is interactive. So you can play around and further engage with the SERPs and go even deeper. I absolutely love it. Again, that is the SERPerator 
Chrome extension. As always, we'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord, community.marketingclock.com. Pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from the one, the only, G-Squared, Glenn Gabe over on G-Squared Interactive, gsqi.com. Quick little blog post here, but something many people would want, especially after that talk from the organic section, it's called Percent Human, a list of tools for detecting lower quality AI content. And he breaks down um, two tools, really, Writer's AI Content Detector Tool and the Hugging Face GPT-2 Output Detector Demo. So you can use these tools if you are concerned, like we talked about earlier, if your AI content is too AI, I guess, or you know, just auto-generated. Um, and Glenn goes on to say, although it's not foolproof, these tools can be helpful for detecting AI content. Again, I've re- received a ton of questions about which tools I've been using to detect lower quality AI content. So if you're interested, Glenn has a great write-up of both of those over on gsqi.com and make sure to follow him at Glengabe on Twitter. Thank you, Glenn. And now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingaclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. I will be selecting Would've, Could've, Should've by Taylor Swift, Midnight's 3 a.m. edition. Greg's going to hate it. Jess, what's your choice? (laughs) Uh, Not Taylor Swift, but the other song that I have on repeat lately, Vivian by Crosses. Greg? All right, I'm going to take Blue World by Mac Miller. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. What's so funny? <laughs> you. <laughs> We are playing everyone's favorite game today. It's poke holes in this, where everyone goes around the table, except for tables, and gives an idea that's going to change the world, and the other people just ruin their confidence. Literally going around tables. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jess, why don't you kick this thing off? Okay. This one just came to me like an hour ago. You have windows, right? Yes. They're like glasses. Yes sunglass windows or better yet transitions <laughs> tinted glass yes but transition they only tint when you need it it's illegal on a house oh i ain't talking cars houses office buildings no what's the point your house is going to be dark why would you why wouldn't you just keep the blinds closed some of us like to look outside during the day in an office when it's the sun beats down on them yeah that you're getting like Sunburn. A lot, a lot of the windows are UV resistant. They have like a gas inside of it. Okay, that's fine. So I'm not actually getting sunburn, but I can't see. There's like a glare on my computer screen. We'll call it a blind. You can put a, like a blind or a shutter. I have those. I don't use them. Mine just kind of like darkens it a little bit. 
I don't Granted. think this is needed I, no. in the world. I think it is. No, because then you're going to be like, oh, I really like this is a perfect amount of sun and it's going to be transitioned to a sunglass. No, you don't want that. You can't just take it off like glasses on your head. But you can. You just get new windows. Okay. So- it's a nice day. It's a medium <laughs> nice day outside. I want some sun coming in. Let me go call a replacement window company to fix I just mean problem. if you're not happy with it, you replace your windows. Just like any window. No, no, terrible idea. You're a terrible. Okay. Idea. How about this idea? You guys didn't like my idea of soup on tap. Nope. What no. about soup flavored chapstick? Which soup? Which flavor? Well, we definitely need one for broccoli. Cheddar. No, I hate that <laughs> idea. I hate, couldn't be a worse idea. Awful. Tomato, chicken noodle. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to lick in my lips and taste a little cheese in there. No. My son's been putting chapstick on his tongue to taste it. Which I tell him not to do, but he might like this idea. <laughs> you noticed any like bites out of it? Not yet. I watch him very closely. Oh, no. Yeah. If you said something like a French onion, I might be looking at it. French onion yeah. lips? Yeah. You can't kiss Ugh. people with that. Whatever. It sounds like somebody likes Are my you idea. Cables, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I mean, definitely not French onion. I'm a, that'd be like onion breath all the time. <laughs> um, but on cheddar broccoli. Consomme. Yeah, Chili? So. Chili. Ooh. Nice spicy chili. chili Would it actually good. burn? It could. Ooh, There's see. no limit. No. Okay, I convinced everyone. Greg. I convinced everyone. <laughs> okay, this one's pretty simple. I don't know how there's any holes to poke. The name change for everybody in the world whose name is Kirk gets their name changed to Kurt. PPC Kurt? PPC Kurt. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> or vice versa. Everybody Kurt changes to Kirk. Why? Because it's too too close. I don't like it. But if they're <laughs> Kirk, I don't and Kurt. think that's very like Kirk is a very akin name to Greg with like the the mirror of the consonants. Wow, I never thought of it like wow. that. So okay, so all the Kurts are then Kirks. How about you just make them all Gregs? Just when you say <laughs> Kurt and Kirk, it's you have to be like Kurt as in Kurt with a T, Kirk with a K. People call Kirk Kirk all the time. <laughs> are either of those short for anything? Kirtholony. <laughs> Both of them. This is a distinctive Greg Finn problem because you just have a way of saying some things with the letter R that most people don't deal with. What do you mean? I just said Kirk. Portal. Looker Studio. Looker Studio. <laughs> Jess, what's your next idea? Oh, we're moving on from that? Yes. Um, it was canceled. I don't understand why. So there's microwaves above your stove. And it's got a built-in hood fan. And I think that's brilliant. Why doesn't it also have a built-in like warming lamp so that you can put your food on your stovetop and have it kept warm. All of your ideas are like for the elite this week. Jess, don't listen to her because That's I have to say- Everybody has a people. microwave. I have to say this is one of the best ideas I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know who wouldn't want this other than Shep. Yeah, you don't have to turn it on. And it has a little ambiance too Ooh, with it. Yeah. A little red light. I love it. Yeah. Thank no you. holes to poke. Thank you. Sometimes like dinner is ready and then people poop their pants and we have to take a bath. <laughs> Why are you always coming for your kid? <laughs> He's always coming for me. <laughs> okay, my next idea is something I could really do, but probably won't. I need like a folder on my computer because I'm constantly like opening emails, marking them as unread. I need like a special label that's like not ready to emotionally respond to this. Try again tomorrow. Just so I can like sort those separately. Like you can make whatever label you want. So you can. <laughs> sure. I also just use the star for that. It's also just like labels. You're like, congrats. You I said labels. I could do it, but I just oh, think. Terrible idea. Terrible. I just think there's a lot of people who can relate to that problem. 
It's very specific. It's not an idea, though. It's not anything. Okay, next it's up. It's a life hack. So you know how you have those shirts where you can see your elbows through them? It's like holes in the elbows? Yeah. You have. Somebody has these shirts, Me. right? And you're like showing off your bows. Like there. a cold too. elbow. Yeah, not right? on purpose. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Better idea. You have a shirt like that, but with holes for your armpits. Because then you get a little draft, a little air. You can get a little breeze. Why would you want the hole in the elbow? Or put a hole in the elbow and the armpit. But the armpit is where you really should have it. I kind of want it, but like the water has to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. then people are going to see how sweaty Just you are. Right you have to shave your armpits when you're wearing long sleeve shirts. Yeah, you the would. benefit of winter is you could do that less. For men with hairy armpits or ladies, <laughs> sorry, don't discriminate. That would be so <laughs> gross. <laughs> your deodorant would get stuck. Oh, so close. Oh, no. <laughs> or even ladies, like you get like rough skin there from shaving. It's like the ugliest part of the body. In yeah. fact, I think we have a reference in the show today of someone saying um, classifieds is the armpit of search. It's not a good thing. You don't want to show that off. It's better than the butthole of search. <laughs> butthole searchers. <laughs> Okay, where are we? <laughs> Jess? Clean, clean. Clear coffee. I don't want any more stains on my teeth. I love it. <laughs> can't, that can't exist. No, it could exist. Prove it. What is the creamer going to do to it? They make clear it, coke. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I spill coffee all the time. It's, and I'm. it's like all the time I do it. Yes. It's why we wear black. It's made from beans. How are you just going to change? Get clear beans. The color GMO away. that Okay, Clear if coffee. we're asking for things that are obvious and unattainable, I think that Halloween should be on a Friday every year. You know what? Greg, what's your idea. last idea? That's not a bad, not a bad idea. idea. That's pretty good. The last Friday of October. That's pretty good. Nobody wants to go to work the next... My daughter's preschool or daycare made picture day the day after Halloween. Wait, wait. I can, I can beat it though. Can I beat it? Okay. Saturday. So then you can fit a Halloween party yeah. on Friday if you want. Saturday of all day to you prep. You don't have you to come do home that. from work. You still get a day rush. off, but you can fit two parties in. You can maybe have a kids party on Saturday when then you roll right into trick-or-treating and then Friday you can go out with the adults. Niche benefit for the Catholic girlies out there. That would also make All Saints Day on a Sunday so you'd still only have to go to church once. Right, you go to like church on All Saints somewhere. Day? Yes, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you have one last one? Yes. Okay. So this is a, a airline. And when you get on, you know how they have those little masks? You get that, but it's like the dentist. They put you under for the whole flight. So you get on the airplane. You just get put under like you're at the dentist. And then you wake up and you're there. Have you seen the movie Passengers? No, I have not. Do they I don't do that? Spoil it. Well, they're like going to another planet. So it's supposed to be years and years. And they're spo- like not supposed to age while they're sleeping. And then two people wake up. Well, they do that in the fifth element. You just like get in their little pot and then... But wouldn't that be nice? You're like, hey, I have to go to Singapore or something. Yeah. And you just pop that on. You wake up and you're in Singapore. Heck with it. That New York would just City, be 45 minute flight. Like, knock me out. Meeting new people. Yes. I thought you were Mr. I love to make friends on the plane. <laughs> I mean, it's out of necessity. Okay, I'll Tables, see. who had the best idea today? Greg. Yes. Which, Which one? one? Kirk and Kurt. The plane one. Oh. Oh. Who's so, going to fly yeah. the plane if the pilot passes out? Well, They're not just releasing it. laughing You're going to jump the- up there like, oh, <laughs> hey, I'm Christine Zernhelm. Let me get at the helm. You never know. Chef. You never know. <laughs> okay, let us know what you think of our ideas, and we'll see you next week.